0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Effortless Weddings Podcast. My name is Heidi, I'm your host, a marriage celebrant in Melbourne, and each week I talk to a wedding industry professional about how we can help you with planning your wedding. Not anyone else's idea of a wedding, your wedding, an event that is meaningful to you. We guide you through figuring out what that means with the aim of making it all completely effortless. Today I chat with a couple of boss babe celebrants, Prue and Ebony, about all things ceremony. Obviously as celebrants we're super passionate about the ceremony and in this episode we discuss heaps of different ways that you can make it the highlight of your day that it should be. From alternative wedding party members, fun processionals and even games, right through to guest comfort, vow inspo and creative readings, nothing is off the table in our quest to help design a ceremony that is a true reflection of you. Hi guys, how are you going? Good, thank you. Good,
1: thank you. How
0: are you doing? I can't complain. I guess we'll start with you, Prue. So where are you? How do you celebrant?
2: Um, so I'm probably classified as a Bayside celebrant. Um, I'm in Cheltenham and grew up kind of around, you know, of Brighton, Hampton area. Most of my weddings tend to be down Mornington Peninsula Way or um, up towards the city. And um, how do I celebrate? I think, like, I'm in good company here with yourself and Ebony in um, we probably have a similar approach in the way of what we do really in our hearts has to be true to that couple. And so, yeah, I just kind of take that approach to everything obviously, apart from the legal stuff. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so i just trying to work with the couple to get them to really have a ceremony that's really personal, feels like them, and for me, not every ceremony, you know, is the same. So even when a couple says to me, oh, do you have a video of another ceremony? I'm like, well, I can send you that, but it's going to be nothing like your ceremony because your different people will do something completely different. So that's kind of my jam.
0: Yeah, I like the sound of it. I think you're right. We're in good company here. So over to you, Ebony, you're up.
1: Um, so I'm based on the Mornington Peninsula and um, I've been a celebrant for a bit over two years. I probably, like crew, also do a lot of ceremonies down this way, um, Bayside, but happy to travel um, for the right couple and, you know, the right location, always happy to go wherever. Sometimes even make a weekend out of it if possible. Um and in terms of how I celebrate, um, I mean, I love when I find that connection with a couple. So hopefully when they've found me, they might've looked at my website or looked at my socials and they might've got a bit of a feel for me. And therefore when they approach me, we're kind of already a good fit. Um, and I think that when you have that authentic connection, it's just really easy to read the couple um, and kind of understand what they want for the day and help them create, like Prue said, something that's you know unique to them and authentic. Um, and I guess couples that also just want to put the focus on the ceremony as well, because the party afterwards is a lot of fun. But as we always say, you know, it's really nice to kickstart the party with the actual ceremony and make it the yeah the focus and the celebration too. So um, yeah, I'm pretty ha- I'm pretty hands on. I like to you know develop a close relationship with my couples, and that's kind of how I do it.
0: Yes, I think you're right, though, that um, putting more emphasis on the ceremony is something where, as celebrants, always pushing, because, I mean, without the celebrant and without the ceremony, it would just be a really expensive party. So I guess we've all been to weddings where everyone's just waiting for the bar to open. And I guess that's what we're here to talk about tonight, how we can spice up the ceremony and how we can get more creative, more authentic and and unique to each of our couples, um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm hearing that from couples that they want less tradition. They they don't want tradition um, in a I guess a classical sense. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, I'd say I attract couples for that reason.
1: I feel like people, a lot of couples that I'm talking to, really like the idea of maybe pushing the boundaries or having some fun and flair. Um, but I think sometimes they still like some of the small traditions around maybe the vows or the asking. Um, It's funny how sometimes couples can be a little bit out there, but still like a little bit, a little bit of tradition within the ceremony as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess you still want it to feel like a wedding, but I guess they just don't want to get married the way their parents got married.
2: Yeah. For me, I think like the tradition comes in as a, um, a little nod to like grandma or to their mum or dad you know they kind of have a little bit of an expectation on their shoulders as to what a wedding should be they still want it to be theirs and have fun but they obviously really respect those family values and want to have a little you know we
0: hear you <laughs> we're doing the right thing but we're doing it our way. <laughs> yes yeah, so I guess in terms of how we can spice up the ceremony let's should we start at the very beginning how can we make a processional a little bit more fun a little bit less traditional or more creative ebony <laughs> you're the queen at this <laughs> we did. we i heard about the famous uh video of one that you had ebony
1: yeah so there's been um there's been some really fun couples that i've worked with over the last couple of years people that are willing to i guess kickstart the ceremony in a way that maybe the guests weren't expecting, maybe the parents weren't expecting and have an element of surprise. Um, so some of the things that we've done in the past that have worked really well. Um, and again, it's, a, it's gotta be for the right couple. It's gotta feel authentic to them. It's gotta be kind of in context for their sense of humor or their values and their beliefs, et cetera. Um, but I've had, um, you know, a flower man instead of a flower girl, um, scattering rose petals down the aisle, you know, kind of busting through the barn doors and skipping and prancing and twirling around and, you know, finishing the big finale. Um, and, you know, it, it was really fun. It was really cheeky. It was really um, humorous. And it meant, but it also suited the couple because they had quite a lot of humour um, within their ceremony and some puns and uh, yeah, it really suited them. So. Um, That's certainly one option. Um, Some other things that we've done before is having um, groom and groomsmen make their own entrance. So it could be to a upbeat song, it could be choreographed, it could be a little bit, you know, um, spontaneous. uh, I guess how, how it takes them on the day, but I definitely think if you pick a fun song and you just drop it on people like it's a big surprise, Uh, again, yeah, it can really ramp things up and get everyone really engaged, really in the mood to have some fun.
2: I feel like Ebony always gets the big bridal parties and often I have no bridal party. They often don't even want to do a processional. They're just like, Prue, can we just kind of start this thing? Um, But I did go to the rehearsal that Ebony had for one of her groomsmen's entries and they did this conga line and it was awesome. And then on the back of that, I was meeting with a couple and they wanted their kids to be involved in the ceremony entrance, but they didn't kind of know how to do it because they were sort of like 11 and 13. So it's a bit of an awkward age. Like they're not an age where they can necessarily do a speech and they were boys too so they might not be into that um and they the other kids older kids had a role like they were flat um they were bridesmaids and that sort of thing so um i said look why don't we just give them their own entrance get them to pick a song a song they really love and they can come down the aisle they can floss they can like it lock it whatever's their jam like two <laughs> cartwheels who cares like just come on down and that will be kind of their wedding moment and um and yeah the couple were just thrilled with that because um it's something they could see their boys doing and kind of egging each other on with yeah um and it totally came from that moment where I saw um Ebony doing that conga line I was like oh, all the stars aligned for that
0: yeah I think I find that I get a lot of. Not necessarily that the couples are shy, particularly not at their wedding, because they they generally know everybody at their wedding. Um, but I often find the bridal party might be a little bit more shy. They don't always seem to be as game for that kind of stuff. Have you guys got any ideas for how we might be able to spice things up with some more introverted or a little bit more nervous wedding parties or couples? What
1: about a shot with what
0: they want? I actually love that idea, Ebony. <laughs>
1: A bit of Dutch courage, maybe. Something that I've heard of but I haven't done before is I've seen um, bridal parties or even like the couple or the guests behind do a group selfie with a selfie stick. Um, And that could even be something that could be done at the start of a ceremony as a bit of an icebreaker as well, Um, as opposed to the end of the ceremony. That You know, again, it might just... It's nothing that the bridal party are having to do per se. They're just kind of participating in it but it gives them, I don't know, or a shot, maybe a shot. (laughs) If the couple doesn't have um, a bridal party, or sometimes even same-sex couple as well, is, you know, couples should also remember they don't have to necessarily walk down with a bridal party. They don't even have to walk by themselves or they could walk by themselves. I think um, I love it when I hear about a couple that want to enter in together or they want to have their own bridal party and make their own separate entrance and make it more in unison, not necessarily so much about just the bride or one particular party in Yeah. As well.
0: No, it's interesting you mention that. I have actually done um, a wedding myself, it, one of my best friends, um, same-sex couple, and they entered together and wanted to make a little bit of a point about saying that this is a show of equality, you know, no-one's being given away, um, and all that kind of stuff. And I have had instances as well where the groom has wanted to be walked down the aisle with his parents before the bride makes her entrance. So you're right, there's a lot of options. It doesn't have to be a big party, does it? I would say also if you've
2: got kids involved, like for myself, I'm due to get married in 2021. Yeah. And we've got kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully it'll happen. Um, we've got kids that are like, there'll be two and four then. Or two and four and a half. And like, I mean, I've got probably processional option A, B, C, D, E, (laughs) because I don't know how they're going to be on the day. Like, they might get angry about one of them having to go with my mum, one having to go with the other grandparent. They might like just be angry about not being with me. I don't know. So I think you've also got to kind of be willing to wing it depending on who's involved. Yeah, definitely. yeah, and how
0: they're feeling on the day. Yeah, yeah.
1: And get ready to maybe have a giggle if one of them loses it as well because oh. i definitely had a few crying kids where we're just like, okay, we going to head off that way. will when they're ready, you know. Yeah. So go with
2: it. I, I love that. I had this moment once where I was like, okay, you can all be seated and their daughter just like plonked herself in the middle
0: <laughs> on the floor. Like. <laughs>
2: Like right in the middle of them on the ground, I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> I've seen
0: one little boy sit on the train of his mother's wedding dress, just plonk himself wow. right by her feet. <laughs> great, great photo, though, hey. yeah, it was great a great photo. photo. That's right. <laughs> These moments make it really, don't they? Seriously, yeah, yeah. And I guess, like, but going back to what you were saying as well, Ebony, about the, the flower man that you had, I've had a flower grandma before, as an example. And, um, I think that's another way that we can put some creativity into ceremonies is alternative attendance or wedding party members. So you guys got any more ideas on how we can do that? Mix it up.
2: I think like it's, it starts with the conversation of who do you want to involve in your wedding and potentially like who isn't playing a role that you think, um, you know, it represents your relationship or their their role in your relationship now and forever. So I think that, like, when you have that conversation, sometimes it comes up that they may have, like, brothers or sisters that they haven't included because, you know, once you include one, you've got to include them all. And that's when you can start to get creative and come up with some ideas of how you can bring in those other brothers, brothers, sisters, grandmas, aunties, godmothers. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And friends or, yeah, people who may not be comfortable doing a reading or a speech, like, find other things that they might be able to participate with.
1: And I think also people are more willing now to have, you know, uneven bridal party or wedding party, Um, you know. So if you've got, like, one really close friend that you want to include um, but your partner has, like, four best mates that they just can't, you know, cut back from, then that's okay you know you can have odd numbers if you're um you know a bride getting married and your best friend is the guy you grew up with you know then great honor like it doesn't have to be another female there you know i think um anything goes these days anything goes and you're just about including the people that are special to you so whether it's kids family members um grandparents uh yeah anyone yeah i think
2: there's also an element that you can add like a a game of chance if you like yeah around this too where you're kind of like well okay so you couldn't have this brother because the other brothers would be upset or you know or you you kind of got to a point with friends where there was like it was either three or it was 12 like there was no in between um yeah and that's when you can suggest some of the fun things like you know a lucky dip or um I've got like my my one that I like, which is phone a friend where you kind of like, it's always the rule, isn't it? Turn your phone off for the ceremony. But this is the one moment we can break that rule. <laughs> Everyone put their phones on and then literally I'm going to call someone in the ceremony and whoever I call gets to come up and do a part of the ceremony. So
0: yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I love it because yeah. it's such a like,
2: oh, my gosh, did you just say we could put our phones on? What's going yeah. on? Yeah, you know? I
0: can picture all of the guests just sitting there like, will it be me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, my God, it's him, it's him.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because I've even had, um, like, even with the lucky, um, the witness lucky dip where you have, you know, like raffle tickets or you can have something more unique. But, um, for instance, raffle tickets, everyone gets one when they come to the uh ceremony space and then at a point in the ceremony you draw the witnesses so that they know to listen to the legal part of the ceremony because that's what they've got to witness and i've had moments in that where because i love a ceremony with a bit of banter when the guests are just tickling just chatty just you know oh
0: yeah she did
2: like you know <laughs> right into it um <laughs> and so i've had one where you pull that out and then you just hear wig, weird. It was rigged.
1: <laughs> was so 100% good. not,
2: or can be rigged if you want it to be. But yeah, yeah. I love that because it's always just a bit of audience participation. Mm. Again, like upping that anti touch.
1: I was going to say the other thing I've heard of before, which I haven't done myself, is where they've put um, the witnesses, they might have taped something under the people's chair and it's just completely random. And so at that point in the ceremony, the, cer- the celebrant asks everyone to check under their chair. So there's all this like looking under, rustling, et cetera. And there'll be the lucky winner like, it's me, it's me, two people obviously. And then how they determine who the witnesses are. So it's completely random where you sit down on the day. So.
2: And you can do that with the rings too, hide mm. the rings. I love that. Hopefully they don't go missing. Yes. <laughs> you want to use some pretty good tape.
0: I like that idea. I like the idea of hide the rings. I like the the prize, you know, or whatever it is, under the chair, the lucky dip, the phone a friend. These are all great ideas for keeping the guests engaged, making it fun and interactive. Um, I guess on that as well, I was going to ask about, guest participation. Have any? Have you guys had any instances where you've done something to get the guests more involved? Um, I've heard of instances, for example, of the guests doing a quick sing-along or a quick little dance, like the nutbush or something like that, at the start of the ceremony to sort of get the energy pumped up, get everybody... Settled in, break the ice. I think breaking the ice is a really big point because a lot of these people might not have seen each other for ages, Um, you know, particularly now because of COVID. A lot of families haven't gotten together in a long time. So it's a nice way to just kind of break the ice and get everyone relaxed and mingling and and involved in the ceremony.
2: Yeah. I think as a starter, and I think I've actually spoken to you about this before, Ebony, is the um, Pledge to Party Or get your guests to make a pledge, like from the beginning, you know, do you, everyone stand up, do you solemnly swear that you're going to help Nikki and Ricky have the best Sunday session of their life today, (laughs) get your dancing shoes on or take the shoes you've got on off if they're not good (laughs) enough? Are you ready? Do you make that vow and you get a big yes kind of thing? I love that.
1: I definitely got that idea from Prue. I don't know if she, it was something you, or something you said in the one of our forums, but I had the perfect couple for it. Um, he was a musician. Um, he had his, had his own band. He actually sung her down the aisle. Like, and it was a surprise for everyone. It was so magical and so beautiful. And so they really wanted fun, um, engaging, you know, just they wanted the guests to straight away be like, boom. And so I knew I had to ask Prue um, what she'd done before for a group vow. And, yeah, everyone put their hand up, you know, those sitting, those standing and uh, had to repeat after me. And, you know, everyone had a bit of a giggle. It was fun. And, yeah, they were definitely on board.
2: Yeah, that's a really good one to get people going from the moment, you know.
0: Yeah, I think um, a big part of our role is... We want to make that ceremony more interactive. We want to make it more engaging. We don't want everyone thinking, when does the bar open? So all of these ways to get the guests standing up and full of energy and involved are really good ideas. I've
2: definitely got some more, but they involve like the bride and groom not knowing about them.
0: How do you get away with that?
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, well, there's, there's some collusion that goes on with <laughs> <laughs> the bridal party or the the, the family but definitely um preparation key for that one but yeah so you might have to drop a link or something somewhere and say you know <laughs> contact us if you're not the bride and groom and you want to <laughs> create something fun as part of a ceremony another one i think that we've spoken about heidi is um almost like bingo
0: i was gonna just mention that one yeah there you go yeah where you drop the
2: references throughout the um ceremony or it can be the reception like if you got looking at something to do for the reception um with the MC, um and you can pick topics that you're into um we spoke about brooklyn 99 yeah being dropped throughout a ceremony and um you can have a number warn the guests say yeah we're gonna Drop a few Brooklyn 99 references. If you're the kind of fans that we think you are of this couple, you'll be able to spot them. Yeah. Stand up when you've got five and then see how you go with that.
0: I'd love it if the fifth one was like in the middle of a really serious moment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Beware, so if you planned that and they missed them. You're
0: like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're standing there looking out, guys, guys. Yeah, I do. I like the idea of any form of bingo, whether it be pop culture references, whether it even be like cheesy words or cheesy quotes, like to, to take the edge off the cheesy love stuff as well. Um, or, yeah, just just random words, like see if you can throw, you know, the word treasure into the ceremony, but in a way, that, you know what I mean? Like just a list of random words and whoever calls bingo first wins a shot or something. <laughs>
2: And if anything, it makes people listen more, doesn't it? They That's listen right. Harder. It's in their best interest if they want that shot.
0: Yeah. In general, I love the idea of pop culture references or something similar, um, whether it be in your vows scattered throughout the ceremony, just to modernise it. Have you guys come across anything other than Brooklyn Nine Nine? I
1: know. I'm just. I had a couple that were big. Friends, fans. I've had couples that are into gaming or cosplay. I've had couples that you know met online at Plenty of Fish. You know the dating app. So I think anytime, yeah, I think anytime that you can throw in some some puns or some quotes or just something certain words or play on words um, throughout the ceremony, I think that's always kind of fun. And if you if you highlight it in the way like intonation or something, I think after a little while people start to kind of pick up on it. I haven't done the the um, side of things before. Um, And normally that's been, yeah, pretty well received. But I think, yeah, it's nice to add those things in whenever you can.
0: I've had one couple as well where... um... They, they were amazing in terms of how much information they gave me. So that's kind of why I wanted to touch on it. I have a questionnaire process myself, but with this particular couple, I'd also had quite a number of meetings. So we were really getting to know each other really well. And they gave me heaps of stuff about their families as well. So I was able to drop in, you know, like a don't get too excited grandma or, you know, don't don't forget Uncle Jim, put that drink down or whatever it was. I was able to chuck a few of those in there and it just got everybody laughing together. Like it really brought that sort of camaraderie together with the guests. So I think that's important as well, that our couples participate in the process and help us get to know them and their families.
2: I've actually, now you're making me think, I've got one that I um. You can do it for the bridal party as well. So it's actually maybe a good one for those kinds of bridal parties where they are a bit more introverted, where you say like, okay, give me... Because I think parents sometimes they're not made um, as big a deal of and and it's sometimes a really important thing. So um, we got the family um, to come up and then stand up the front and I introduce the family, but it's like a, this is Mary. She makes the best lasagna this side of the Mornington Peninsula. Um, you know, and you've got like all the, uh, you've got all these like little tidbits that they've given you about, um, about their family. Like, oh, you know, and this is Bob you know, ex-Hampton Rovers captain, thinks he's the MVP of every event he goes to. (laughs) Today's no exception. You know, like um, (laughs) you can kind of pull these things together. Like you said, when you get good information and it's just about, kind of giving the couple a bit of a starting point and then they can elaborate on it too.
0: Yeah, and bringing the families into it more. Like, yes, we're here for the couple to get married, but they want to share that with you. So, to yeah, be able to involve the friends and family, I think, is really nice. Have you got anything like that, Ebony? Yeah,
1: I think it's always nice when you can get, um, you know, maybe what was mum and dad's first impression of your partner. Yes. I love, I love getting real quotes. So, you know, something that mum or dad or the best friend has said maybe even like a text message or an email or something that was originally part you know something where you can quote it and everyone's just going to go oh i can't believe you just said that you know (laughs) Um, or you know it might be someone in the bridal party that they've just got no idea but you're going to roast them whether it's in the introduction or the story of how they met and they met at some bar and maybe the friend was like trying to have a crack as well and you know again right couple you know if they've got that kind of sense of humor but it's a nice way to yeah just make light of certain situations and have that light and shade in a ceremony you know the fun stuff the funny parts but also the serious moments too
2: i love it when a couple can remember those kinds of things like i remember when you first came and mum made us all you know eat our meat pies with our knives and forks like that was real Mum made us do that to give you the best presentation you know. And you're like, yes, good one. We're putting that in the ceremony.
0: Um, I think uh, maybe it was you and I were talking about this, Prue, was like the paper scissors rock to see who's going to do something first out of the couple yeah. as well. I love yeah. this idea.
2: Because I think it's like, eh, it's a bit of a gracious moment, isn't it? It's like you either go with the tradition where you, you know, let the lady go first because that's what we should do or let the man go first because he's the masculine one but also with same sex like there's no tradition so who cares you know and really who cares these days anyway so the scissors paper rock is a really good one especially i find if they're a couple that's quite competitive if they're the kind of couple that you know rage wars through board games and like when they played mixed netball used to abuse the umpires they're perfect for a scissors paper rock
1: <laughs> and i think sometimes you're surprised how many people make important life decisions using rock, scissors, scissors rock, you know i remember having a, meeting with a couple saying you know around now you know to determine who we could this is what we could do and they were like that's how we decide like who's gonna make dinner and who's gonna clean the toilet and who's gonna drive like drive and i'm gonna drink you know everything's like so, but I think it's fun. Like, um,
0: best out of three or first one, whichever. Uh, let's talk about vows a little bit. Um, obviously, there's a certain amount that the couple has to say to each other for legal requirements and then everything in addition to that is completely up for grabs. Um, yeah, how can we make that a bit more fun? How can we take the edge off? I think we've talked about ninja vows before. Yeah. So, uh, yeah,
2: I think one that i like is ninja vows and that's where it's ninja because it's secret it's kind of um a really weird name for it but <laughs> to explain you write each other's vows and um the other person stands up and reads what that person read uh, wrote for them to say so basically you can make them make a whole lot of promises that um you wish they would make on your yeah. day <laughs> um <laughs> i find like some celebrants have a lot of luck with getting that across the line i find like a lot of my couples don't want to miss the moment of being able to say what they want to say so they may do a a team up of like a ninja vows and personal vows they'll say their own and, and they'll say their ninja vows as well or sometimes i swap that element with the i do's so you write the other person's I do's and then they get to say their own personal vows as well.
0: Yeah, that's a nice way to do it, mix it up. I like that. Have you got any creative vow stories, Ebony?
1: No, pretty similar to Prue. I don't think I've got anyone over the line with ninja vows before. But um, I I often, or on my website in the portal, I have real-life examples of vows, um, you know, out the, the names so that you know people don't know who, that, who they are. But um, I always say to people, you know, I think the best kind of vow has, again, light and shade. You know, it is fun to put promises um, that are a bit humorous, but it's also nice to put in some something heartfelt um, and something is mean meaningful as well. Um, But no, in terms of vows, I did have one guy who was uh, threatening to wrap his vows and the whole thing as a wrap, and part of me was horrified, and part of me was like do it let's give it a go yeah yeah <laughs> what do you think she's gonna think like she'll probably kill me okay okay let's just leave that out then
0: yeah <laughs> we don't want to start your marriage off wrong
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. yeah no i think the ninja vows are fun if you do maybe you might start off with um something sweet and sincere and end on the ninja vows or vice versa you could sw- swap them around um and it just, yeah, it diffuses any kind of nerves and tension and just, yeah, a bit of
0: fun. Yeah, yeah because this is the part, I guess, where they've got to do the most talking, isn't it? So that can really unnerve some people.
1: Mm. I did have a, um, a couple that were talking about doing their vow like personal vows off mic. So it was just going to be between the two of them. Um, that was for a, yeah, same-sex couple, and she was just, she was having debilitating nerves about the whole thing um and i know that there's another celebrant in a group that we're part of through that um, once suggested that you can whisper the vows into your partner's ear and it probably wouldn't be half a page something that went on for like a long time but maybe a short paragraph or two um and not only is it beautiful sweet intimate but it also makes for a great photo um and it's just something words spoken between the two of them which. I
0: yeah i've heard of secret vows where they um kind of they bring their vows written down on a piece of paper or we can bring them for them or whatever it might be and instead of reading them out if they're super nervous or introverted or whatever could be and then they put those vows into like a like a box kind of like a treasure chest i guess or a keepsake box of some kind and they read them later that night or save them to their first anniversary or something like that
2: i think with vows like the main thing is length like you can honestly I mean, I'm a bit nervous to write my own personal vows because I could say a speech, you know. So <laughs> um, I try and say to my couples, 200 words is nice. It's enough to say something meaningful, but um, not undercut it. And if you feel like there's more that you could say, it might be worth writing them a letter to open during the ceremony preparation or, you know, during the day or read the next day or something like that, I think. You know, you don't have to say everything in the ceremony. You get plenty of opportunities to tell this person what you feel about them and how you feel about becoming married Um, anytime you like, really.
1: I love that idea, though, of something to open up when you're getting ready on the day. I regret not doing that for my own wedding. That would have been really nice.
0: Yeah, what a beautiful way to start the
2: day. Yeah, I've even seen ones where they've written, like, on the fabric of the tie. Um, If the groom's wearing a tie and then, um, yeah, they can kind of flip that over and read it. Or sometimes they write them on the um,
0: heels of their shoes as well. That's really sweet. Yeah. They're really nice ideas because then you can keep those items as well.
1: I, um, I always give my couples a copy of the vow card, you know, in the envelope after. But um, one of my couples got in contact about a year ago and asked for just the PDF or, you know, version of it because she wanted to um, get it framed again, but on beautiful, like a different kind of stock to what I'd used and she was going to get it framed. Um, but then I think she ended up printing it onto a different type of, um, uh, not canvas, but something similar. And um, she presented with both his and her vows uh, on the day, which, again, you could put on a mantel or on your bedside table or... I thought that was
2: really sweet as well. Just eating and, eating after. and that can be a good one for your first anniversary because it's supposed to be paper. So you can always get them printed into some artwork and there's plenty of people on Etsy or Instagram, Facebook, whatever, that do artwork based off the vows. to so either bring your vows together or have his and hers or hers and hers, his and his. Um, and then they... They kind of make them an artwork and a framing piece. And you can do that for your first anniversary.
0: Yeah, I love all these ideas because the wedding day can go so fast and it is such a momentous occasion that being able to remember it (laughs) after the fact is a really, these are really nice ways to do that. Love it.
2: Yeah, I think oh, just to touch on the nervous couple thing, I've had a nervous couple before where I said, But because she was like, I'm going to cry the whole ceremony. And she did cry the whole ceremony. She did this like little jiggle dance the whole time to try not to cry. Um, (laughs) So I said, look, read your vows to each other the day before or night before. Just so that you can hear them properly. And if you feel emotional, you feel those emotions like then. And then hopefully in the ceremony, because you've already said them once, um, they're not as kind of intense. And it's good for a first look photograph too.
0: I'm loving first look. I am absolutely loving this. I don't know if I want to call it a trend, but I'm loving it. Like breaking tradition. I was talking to a photographer the other day and she said she had a couple get ready together because they didn't have a wedding party. And so they were they were staying at the venue where the wedding was going to happen. And they just got ready together in the suite and she said it made for the most beautiful, intimate photos. The emotion was just building and building all day. And then their portrait photos after the ceremony, she's like, it was like that they were still walking on air just the whole day. It was really beautiful. So I do love ideas like that as well, making the whole getting ready process special, starting the day before the ceremony even, I guess.
1: And I think also because of COVID at the moment and having small micro weddings or elopements, I think we'll probably see more and more couples getting ready together, coming to a ceremony together because they might just be eloping with their witnesses or a handful of guests um, somewhere, you know, a bit more remote or just something more low key. So they won't necessarily want or need, I think, that massive build-up, you know. They might want to relax and come together.
0: Yeah. I think because of COVID, like I think... COVID's been awful, don't get me wrong, but I think that it's been a little bit of a blessing in some ways, like for couples who probably would have wanted a smaller, more intimate wedding, but felt obligated to invite more people and have a bigger celebration. And I think it's really highlighted for couples to really think about what it is you do want, what's what are deal breakers and what do you really not care about? So I think in general, we're going to see a lot more rules getting broken, a lot more traditions going out the window. I think COVID's kind of really pushed that more. What do you guys think? I think so.
1: I think so as well. I think probably there are one half of the coin might be that people are relieved that they don't have to have this big wedding and that they can have something smaller. I think some couples that maybe wouldn't have gotten married might now because they feel like they can get married without the judgment or pressure um, and have something really small. Um, but there are still those couples that will hold on for another year or however long it takes to get that big wedding of their dreams and that's okay too, you know.
2: I think the couples I, I know that got married this year with a smaller wedding or, you know, really limited circumstances, they have absolutely no regrets. They feel like so proud of themselves for pushing forward and doing it and... You know, even now, their lives have come to a different place. Like I've got a couple who are expecting a baby in Feb, and if they hadn't have got married, I mean, I, I, obviously, I'm not an advocate for getting married before you have a kid, but um, <laughs> if they haven't, they haven't got married, I don't know that they would be where they're at by now. You know, they would still be waiting to get married and for everything to fall into place. So. I do think, you know, we don't really know how long everything's going to hang on for or how how much things might change or won't change. So I do think if you're teetering on the edge to kind of go for it because definitely from what I've seen, everyone's just thrilled with their their choice and where they're at, even six months down the track.
0: Yeah, that's lovely to hear. And I just think that even if you are choosing to wait, even if you have delayed your wedding because you do want to have that big party you really don't want to miss out on having all your nearest and dearest around I still think though you're probably valuing being able to have that event more and therefore breaking the rules or just just going a lot harder on making sure you're you're having the day that you want as opposed to if you could have gotten married now you might have compromised on more things but because you couldn't get married now and you've decided to yeah, delay it, you're really thinking hard about what's important.
1: Everything's going to feel, we're just going to enjoy so much more. We're going to appreciate so much more. You know? Things that we took for granted, we're just be like, this is amazing, you know. <laughs> yeah. blow our mind. But to be honest, even marrying a couple in the next week or two, that's going to blow my mind and it won't matter how all, you know, it is or what we have to go through, it will still feel
0: incredible. Um okay, a couple of things I was going to talk about as well was things like signage and props for the ceremony. Um so I guess where I'm coming from with that is like I've seen pictures of say a little ring bearer or a flower girl wearing a sign, you know. Um or yet yeah, guests having props, not just the confetti and the bubbles and stuff. Things like that. Have you guys come across anything like that or do you have any ideas for how we could present this to prospective couples i've seen some cute ones
2: with flower children if you want to call them that um even though they're like the, they're the couple's children so um yeah i did one with a little girl she was two. Oh, she was so cute and i was like in the housekeeping i basically said we're just kind of hoping that she'll come out she won't get scared and go running away you know um but she did and she had her sign and it said, here comes mummy. just so proud. Um, yeah, and another little boy, he wasn't, yeah, I don't think he was yet one or maybe just one. And he was in one of those remote cars, which I'm always worried about, but it went well. It was okay.
1: <laughs> um,
2: and yeah, he had a sign saying like,
0: here's our girl. Oh, that's cute. Very yeah.
1: cute. I don't think I've had any signs, but I've had um, I've had the daughter of a couple be pushed down in like a little buggy. She would have been about less than one, and her toddler brother was pushing her down. You know, like kind of veering all over. Like don't over. Um, so that was really cute. And I've had um, I've had room security before, so often boys may be around that primary school age where they might have like a jacket on or a vest or something like ring security and they've had like a really full-on little box with a passcode and like sunglasses kind of men in black style so yeah that's so
0: cute cool. that's awesome like like a suit like a briefcase handcuffed to them
1: uh no it was it, they were holding almost like a um a little safe like with a, you know with a yeah they both came down. They were wearing these like baby blue little suits, and boys in suits is just too cute anyway. And then, you know, their little like Ray Bans on, and kind of strutted down, and and then sat down. And then when it was time for the rings, they came over, and they had to put the coat in, and it was all very official, and yeah, very men in black, and yeah, it was very cute, very cute. They really I love that. They, I think because they had to get into a bit of character as well, so yeah, have a bit of fun with it.
0: Yeah, I do really like the idea of characters in the ceremony. Like I'm sort of picturing, say, seating ushers as well as like FBI agents, you know, talking into their wrist or, you know, putting their (laughs) finger to their ear. Like, yeah, I love the idea of characters.
2: (laughs) That's so fun. I've got one coming up where um, the couple are quite like they're they're gamers um, and they're quite into like Nordic mythology and stuff like that um and so yeah we're doing a hand fasting which usually like when you say that to a celebrant they're like oh dear because it's quite complicated (laughs) but um but i'm actually loving it because they because it's like all about where they're from and what they believe in like and and their um kind of their own little traditions and they were talking about having a whole like medieval theme to the wedding, which I was like gung-ho for, but the the bride has vetoed it. She's like, no, like we're not taking it that far. That's too far. <laughs> <laughs> but their husky dog's going to be part of it too. Oh, I was like. Oh, like a wolf. Yes. I know, like a dire wolf. I was yeah. like can the Game of Thrones it and they were like, yeah. Prue, now you're getting to it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Calm down, Prue. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Have you guys had much experience with pets in ceremonies like um like a best dog or like a ring bearer dog? I've had a couple of those.
1: I've had a few ring bearer dogs, yeah. And I'm happy to report we haven't had any, you know, barking or any of them taking number two mid ceremony. Like they've all been very well behaved, you know, they've come over when they're meant to, and I always say if you're gonna have a pet like Lots of treats, you know, a lead, maybe a bone or something for later, but yeah, I think it's quite cute. Cause there's so many, you know, obsessed couples that we marry and um, some of them just feel it's really important to have their pet there on the day. Um, the couple where the groom sung his, you know, now wife down the aisle, um, they had a dog, beloved dog, and uh, the maid of honor actually had him on the lead. And so she walked down, Um, So he made a very epic entrance
0: at his own. I love Um, that.
1: He was Pawsy. His name was Pawsy. And he was so well behaved. He just sat there for the rest of it, but he was very much a part of it. And they just couldn't imagine it any other way, you know. Yeah.
0: Have you had good dogs or bad dogs? I've had good dogs, thankfully. Um, I do often recommend to couples, though, if you're going to have little, little children, and or pets involved in your ceremony particularly with the rings might want to consider giving them fake rings and giving the real ones to like a groomsman or somebody in the front row or something like that just if you're not sure like if you if you're pretty confident your dog's going to behave or you're pretty confident your 2-year-old's going to make it that's totally fine but if you're not sure <laughs> give them fake ones and <laughs> give the real ones to someone else
1: good idea just to be safe
0: I also just wanted to touch a little bit on comfort in the ceremony. So things like obviously the weather, particularly here in Melbourne and how it can turn so quickly, we can have 40-degree days or we can suddenly end up 10 degrees and hailstones. Um, I think that winter weddings and off-peak weddings are going to get more popular as well, especially as the scramble to get married post-COVID And all the peak dates fill up faster. I think that's going to become more popular. So I guess I'm thinking of things like having like an amenities station, you know, bug spray, sunscreen, water, fans or blankets or anything like that. Um, You guys have any ideas there? I think like the one thing I would say
2: is last summer was shocking. Like every summer wedding I had, it was raining. January, February, November, December, I think I had two that were sunny days. So even in Melbourne on a sunny day, like in summer, you can't bank on it being sunny. You can't even bank on needing bug spray or sunscreen necessarily. So I would say like to that point to not be scared of an off-peak wedding at all because it could be a beautiful sunny winter's day and it's like far better than a rainy February day. So, um, but yeah, I think one thing I kind of recommend around it is if, you're worried that um, the aesthetic might be thrown off by things like, you know, random umbrellas or yeah, random blankets or whatever. And you're kind of one of those like want everything to look a certain way couples. So yeah, take charge of that, like bring some parasols, put them in a cute little basket, have them there as an option, have some clear umbrellas. I know I had a wedding in November, two weddings in November. I got the bride from the week before's clear umbrellas and took them to the wedding the week after and then got <laughs> them back. and Because um, we were just like, well, you know, we didn't expect this and it's one way to kind of control the aesthetic, make sure everyone's dry but looking good. Um, yeah, and definitely there's cute ways you can have those little stations with um, little sign, signs that you want to do and it's as simple as creating a sticker and just buying some like sheet stickers from you know office works and printing it out doesn't have to be some crazy ordeal.
1: And on the, I guess on the, op- the opposite way, I think I've had quite a lot of ceremonies where it's been really hot. Um, so my 30s, early 40s. Um, I remember I had one particular couple that were having it um, you know, in the middle of a winery, no real trees or slowly around really hot day a lot of couples get married in the hottest part of the day too you know three four people. um and I think we've just got to remember sometimes that you know guests arrive maybe half an hour before the bride or the groom arrives and then so they might have been standing out in the weather um for half an hour the ceremony and after so you know things like water um even umbrellas for shade um you know whether a few big umbrellas, or making sure there's some nice trees, or there might be an undercover area that they can kind of hang around in beforehand. Um, but yeah, water's really important, maybe having sunscreen, whether it be in the bathrooms, um, especially now, you know, just thinking about yeah, being sun smart. Um, yeah, I think pe- people need to remember that, like Prue said, it's, the aesthetics are really important for the couple, um, and they look great photos but ultimately you know you don't want your guests feeling uncomfortable by being cold wet or boiling hot um you know starting their day and melbourne weather is so unpredictable so yeah just thinking about these things and there are always lots of cute ways to include those little add-ons without them being an uproar.
2: i always say that it's a matter of um you don't want people to talk about your wedding day and just talk about how hot it was or how wet it was like you'd rather them remember the ceremony for some of the beautiful things that were said or you know things that happen within it than like oh, far out we had sweat dripping down our legs you know
0: no you're absolutely right i think a comfortable guest is a happy guest and a happy guest is participating is engaged the guests that are uncomfortable that are unhappy they're just thinking about when they can go into the reception and when the bar opens so Yeah, I think it's worthwhile investing a little bit of thought into that stuff. I would say just like on that,
2: a great thought that one of my friends had for her weddings was she did a beach wedding in Byron Bay, but we had to walk through like all this scrubland to get down to the beach. So they had like three big baskets, um, like something was, there was a sign that said like um, plonk your shoes here, grab grab a drink and they had like es- eskies lined up with some drinks and they were just like soft drinks or water or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it was just like, okay, fine, great, take my shoes off, walk on down and it was so much easier because the decision wasn't like, do I take my shoes off? I've got to walk through all this weird terrain, you know, it was so much easier just to have it laid out there.
0: Yeah, and I think it's nice to keep some of that stuff as a surprise too, like you don't want to have to have, a brochure of an invitation or wedding website page dedicated to the terrain or something that the guests are going to have to navigate. It's just so much simpler to surprise them with it when they get there and give them some thongs.
1: And I think also around comfort, and I know we've talked about it before, you know, about people kind of gagging for the bar after. But I also say couples when we're talking about the planning process that if the budget allows... People appreciate a drink on arrival. I just think having a beer, wine and champagne, or if you could stretch the budget for like a novelty cocktail, like a mojito or an espresso martini or, you know, pims or something. People just love, because it does, it takes the edge off. And all of a sudden they've had a drink or they're having a drink during the ceremony. They're more relaxed. They're not thinking about, you know, getting that drink at the end. Um, and sometimes that relaxes them a bit, and they are going to participate more they 're going to laugh a bit more they 're going to cry a bit more, they might heckle a little bit more as well. so the comfort also comes to you know making sure they 're having the experience the minute they get there so it 's not just how it looks and all the little touches, but it 's you know here have a drink relax like let 's let 's get started
0: well some people have driven a bit of a distance to get there, and like. If you know, I'll just think about myself for a moment, but if I'm going to a wedding, I've probably, I've got to get up. I've got to get the kids ready, you know, dropped off at a babysitter or something, depending on the situation. And then I've got to do my makeup and I've got to do my hair. And this can be a little bit of an ordeal guys, you know, this doesn't happen quickly. So, (laughs) you know, and then you get in the car, you might sit in the car for an hour or however long. So yeah, just on arrival, go to the bathroom, here's a nice drink, I think is a really good suggestion. It does make it feel like you're at an occasion. And even for a winter wedding, it could be like a hot chocolate or something too. It doesn't necessarily have to be, yeah, an alcoholic beverage. If you don't want to pump people up the second they arrive, you could do the shot on arrival or you could do the hot chocolate on arrival. Coffees. (laughs) yeah,
2: Yeah. Coffees are a good one. (laughs) We want you to have energy.
0: Okay, the last main one that I really wanted to touch on was creative readings, and I saved it for last because personally I find so many couples are saying, we don't want any of that, we don't want any readings in our ceremony because they're so used to just hearing a poem, a a lovey-dovey style poem that no one ever remembers, that doesn't mean anything. So I guess, yeah, I just think I personally feel like having something to break up the ceremony, to break up me talking for half an hour is really nice. It can give someone a job if they haven't been able to have everybody in their wedding party as well. It can it can be a, a role for somebody to play. And I think you can have fun with it. So be, I'd love to get your ideas on that.
2: I've, um, I had a ceremony where the sister, I mean, she did a beautiful job and it's not the kind of thing that anyone can do. You know, some people would be confident to do it, some wouldn't, but um, this couple were a very adventurous couple. Like, they just kind of go on, you know, oh, I've got an idea, let's go move to here. Okay, fine. Like, oh, we've got nowhere to live, let's go and house sit for some in someone's house for like the next six months. Sure, you know, they're kind of like very like that. They were just able to kind of navigate their thoughts to something and, and go towards it. So, she rewrote all the places you'll go by Dr Seuss and completely personalised it all towards them and who they are, which was, like, perfect, you know, because she could have read part of that poem and it would have still applied, but the fact that she was able to um, make it more personal was really beautiful. She did a fantastic job and she even bought the book up and put her reading inside the book. It was so sweet. Yeah,
0: it's lovely. I also like movie quotes. Yes, or song lyrics spoken instead of sung or even songs. Songs are great too if you've got a singer in the family or your friendship group.
1: Yeah, I agree. I definitely think movie quotes, if they have particular literature that they like to read, um, uh, yeah, lyrics, movies, but I think also works better if the reading or the poem is selected by either the person that's going to read it or it has significance for the couple because I do have a small selection of readings that I will offer my couples but really I always say to them unless it has any meaning or context for the two of you there's no point because it's just gonna feel so out of place Um, so you know if there is a loved one that wants to contribute in some way I mean, if they felt comfortable, you know, it might be something that they just write, you know, it might be some well wishes for their future as a married couple. Um, And again, you could go back to, you know, if they're the kind of couple that write love letters or they might have some messages that they sent each other in the early days. um, That would be so
0: cute. Yeah,
1: that would be a little bit more meaningful, a little bit more cute, but Kids doing readings can be quite sweet, and there are some cute ones that I have found over the last few years um, when they've read those out as well, if you know, for the mm. right age child. But yep. um, yeah, I'm, I'm I think that the more obscure ones are normally the more memorable ones, otherwise, it's a little don't do it, you know?
2: Yeah, definitely. Even like if they're a primary school teacher, you know how it's such a um, a typical primary school thing where you have to write an acronym poem. Yeah. And then <laughs> and so they get like the person gets up and reads like an acronym poem because it's just so like primary school, so so perfect for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of the photographers I was talking to recently, she said she was at a wedding where the sister of the bride, she read the lyrics to an extremely explicit rap song um but very monotone there was no emotion to it whatsoever <laughs> she just real monotone just read the words like it meant nothing and everyone was just like are we hearing this right did she just say that
2: <laughs> oh my god you're giving me ideas now Hardy. yes
0: <laughs> originally
2: I was like no readings," but maybe yeah <laughs>
0: yeah i think there's some really cool ways to do it i like what ebony said about the person doing the reading choosing it i love that idea and i love what you were saying about how they personalize an existing poem so all these i think we're all on the same page in terms of it's just got to mean something to the couple don't just pick a reading for the sake of it i love the idea of it to break up the ceremony but don't just throw anything willy-nilly in there let's try and make it meaningful in some way
2: yeah yeah I think as a celebrant too, like if they are struggling with the the reading concept, like they've got someone they want to do a reading, they can't find something that they like, that's our opportunity to kind of help them craft something creative there to kind of say, all right, well, maybe we write something bespoke or yeah, like you said, Ebony, maybe we find an old love letter or text message or email and maybe we can use that and in that way you know we can kind of help them get over the line with where their heart and their heads are at if you know what i mean
0: yeah i like the idea i've seen things at at the reception um like instead of a wishing well they've had like little bits of paper that people can write on to give date night ideas or marriage advice And I kind of like the idea of bringing that to the ceremony as well. So as guests enter, they could do that. And then you could use a reading opportunity to read some of those out. Might be cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love that. I've got a few elopements coming up. And because a lot of the guests won't be there, I've asked if they were happy for me to contact some of their family and friends that... um, will be you know wishing them well from afar and i i will read that out to them during the ceremony you know and again it's just a nice way to make them feel like they're part of the day um and yeah i guess it breaks it's still me talking but i guess it's not just about them it's more about yeah their village bringing bringing
2: i feel like there's a part in the ceremony that we often kind of skip um which is like it's called the blessing right at the end of the ceremony and and it would often be like may you hold hands and go forth together as a married couple <laughs> you know da, da, da. and it's like and so often we're just like eh, ditch that we'll just pronounce them husband and wife and yeah you know they're off they're down um but one thing i like to do if i am going to do that or if i feel like the ceremony needs a little bit more meaning and sentiment in it is to use that blessing as um, an opportunity for, like you said, to get some feedback from their family as or, or friends, whoever, as um, what their wishes for their future are. Mm-hmm. And so it can be really sweet because they do write like super personal things to then say, Sally and James, your family want nothing more for you than to find your country, farm, home that will be filled with artwork and, you know, music and four dogs running around and, you know, all this kind of thing, which like creates such a picture, doesn't it? Um, And it completely loses that naff blessing attitude. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I think that's also a really nice way of creating that personalised element in the ceremony as a a well-wish from their guests.
0: Yeah, because the concept of a blessing is really nice, but like you said, it's just historically been done a bit more naff. <laughs> it's a bit preachy, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. Sometimes also it's about educating the couple as well because I think when they think about readings or blessings, they have religious connotations and so about reminding them, no, no, I'm a civil celebrant, I'm not a religious minister. So, you know, this is a way we can modernise it and give it a more um fresh and vibrant and meaningful thing on it you know but still again i guess it's what we're talking about before keeping the tradition but
0: yeah modernising it. yeah yeah helping it to feel like a wedding but not a naff wedding <laughs> i'm loving the word <laughs> naff bro. i don't think i've said it for years and i'm loving <laughs> it right now <laughs> people often say
2: i have a way of finding like the absolute best word to describe that circumstance
0: so Naf is my gift to you. (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to file that one away. (laughs) When you were talking about the blessing, it did get me thinking about the kiss. So I'm kind of 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 the mind that these days, generally couples have been living together for some time, possibly got kids as well. And I feel a bit funny sometimes telling them you may now kiss. So, but I'm also finding that couples want me to, because it's what's done. I'm just wondering, have you guys had anything more creative happen? Like, I think, uh, like I, like you,
2: I find it so awkward to say you may kiss. Who the hell am I to brand- <laughs> and say go ahead and kiss? That's so weird. Um, but, yeah, I have had couples say, oh, you know, mum said there's nothing in there about um, you may kiss the bride. Do you mind putting that in? I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think like I tend to do it more as like a big. I kind of do it differently to I think how Ebony does it. I do it where they're about to walk back down the aisle, so I say like, "Okay, everyone, stand up. We've made them officially husband and wife, or bride and bride, groom and groom. They're a married couple. Raise the roof. Big cheers." for and then, like, however they want to be called. And so usually that's, like, what I say, I say that's your cue to kiss. And
0: typically they never miss it. Because um. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does mark the moment, right? Like, it it just feels like the right thing to do. You've just pronounced them married and it feels right to now kiss.
1: Yeah, I normally, yeah, when I pronounce them husband and wife or wife and wife or husband and husband, If they don't automatically kiss, I normally say it's time to seal the deal with a big kiss. And normally I just make a lot of noise. Um, I guess my way to kind of break the ice is sometimes a couple will just go in and they'll have like a little peck, and it's like, I'm just, go again. (laughs) That wasn't enough. Go again.
0: Rewind. (laughs) Let's
1: do it bigger, bigger and better. And normally they have a bit of a laugh, but yeah, I think. I mean, this is a great photo moment too. So I think it's. I don't mind a bit of a bit of a dip when there's a kiss, you know, like.
0: One thing I had in my head: if I ever come across a couple that have like an epic, secret handshake, and I'm thinking like parent trap style, if you guys know what I'm talking about there with the Butler, I'm thinking like this big epic secret handshake and then finish it off with a kiss yeah like I'd love to see something like that I think that would be super cool I think the kiss probably still needs to be in there but I would love to see something else in there as well that's unique to that couple
2: yeah I always give my couples a bit of a brief like I say okay this is what I'm gonna say this signifies you kissing before you go back down the aisle let's talk about the kiss (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not a quick peck. (laughs) Try and hold it for like at least five to ten seconds because we want the photographer to get that photo. (laughs) So I kind of give them a little bit of a briefing. And you know, I know in the moment they're probably not thinking like this is what Prue said. But I think like maybe the preparation has kind of um, reinforced what would happen so that they'll get a good moment. And I always tell the photographer when the kiss is gonna happen so they know get in a good position.
1: I've um, heard of a lot of photographers now ask for another kiss at the end of the aisle. So if they are going to exit after, you know, Mr and Mrs or Mr. And Mrs and Mrs, when they get to the end of the aisle, they want them to stop and pause and kiss again. Um, because then you've kind of got everyone behind you and the confetti's all gone or whatever, um, and they like another kiss then. So they can have a do-over.
0: That would be a great photo, wouldn't it? With like everything surrounding them, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um I was going to talk about recessionals next, so that's a beautiful segue there, Ebony. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I had a couple who were really really conscious about not wanting an awkward. I walked down the aisle, you know, I might have been showered in rose petals, but then I get to the end of the aisle and it's like, great. I just walked away from my family and friends and now I'm standing here so um, this particular couple um, really appreciated great food, great wine, and she had her heart set on a champagne tower. And so she had a wedding planner. She'd gone all out, you know, no expense was spared. Um, and they had a sommelier come in and basically do a champagne sobriage, but the, the couple were going to do it themselves. So um, it was <sighs> that's kind of... amazing. Upset. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they decided that they would finish on the kiss um and then we would do the sobrage. so came over with a giant bottle of bubbles a sword a blunt sword um she rehearsed it but you know you wouldn't want to mess this moment
0: up yeah. <laughs> imagine the guests if it got messed up everyone would be like oh, the I glass just the day. glass
1: <laughs> yeah no. I have a story for another day, not a wedding, but yeah, where it went wrong. But this oh particular no. one, it flew off, the champagne came pouring out. It was epic, like the photos, the videos, etc. cetera. Um, and so um, they started pouring the champagne on top of the tower. And then while the staff was kind of making sure that every glass had some champagne in it, um, they started to kind of hand them out. We quickly signed and then they grabbed their own glass and those beautiful like champagne, um, the white yeah, ones and um, introduced them as the newly married couple. And I said, you know, a big cheers and a big toast. Um, and we hit the music and they walked straight back down with their champagne, um, straight to the bar. And then the guests just followed them. And I thought that was a really fun way and was very them. Um, it meant that they didn't have to walk and kind of have these awkward hugs. You know, once they're at the bar and everyone kind of came up to them afterwards, they could kind of kiss and cuddle everyone. Um, but I guess it gave them something to do, you know, and, and, a, and a purpose and, and just, again, kick things off straight away. So
2: I've had, yeah, I've had a toast um, before that was fun. Like everyone, we, we, I usually do the signing after the ceremony, but for this instance, we did the signing in the ceremony so that we could get all the champagne glasses around and then it, we came back and we did a toast. Um, yeah. I think like, you know, you can go, as far as you want to go like you could have a choreographed dance walking back down the aisle if you really wanted um you could have a flash mob just like yes actually note to my friends if you're listening flash mob me away i'd love that
0: (laughs) Yes.
2: yeah i reckon a few of my friends could get it together and figure out a flash mob move yeah um yeah or sometimes like it might be um even more meaningful like a um know a family member may sing to close the ceremony or um that they one of them might sing um i had one where an opera singer performed throughout the ceremony
0: wow um
2: yeah it was pretty magical um and yeah we kind of closed the ceremony processional um with a performance like they sang the whole song so Um, everyone stayed and, you know, waited for the whole song to be finished and the bride and groom just stood within the crowd to kind of watch.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm finding with most of my couples that instead of having a recessional and walking back down the aisle, that we're just inviting everybody to come up and say congratulations. And I'm hearing from photographers that they really like it to be done that way as well because with most venues, most locations, you know, they're like, well, if they walk back down the aisle, then you've got to make sure before they do that, that you tell everyone to follow them to then go over here for group photos and family photos and for the congratulations moment and all of that. Whereas if we just let them come up and congratulate them, then once that looks like it's sort of dying down, the photographer just takes over, you know, it just kind yeah. of takes the reins and says, okay, guys, you know, we're going to go do the group photo and the family photos So I'm finding a lot of couples are leaning towards that and photographers are definitely more keen for that because they get all those nice hugs from everybody and they can then wrangle everybody to where they want them to go. So I don't know, I think I'd probably like to see a few more fancy recessionals though. I think they make for great photos. Finishing with a
2: group photo can be good too. You can kind of say, all right, like, They're going to walk down the aisle now. When they get to the top of the aisle, we want everyone to turn around and look back at James or whoever the photographer is. But you need the right vantage point. They need to be, you know, on a balcony or they need to be on a raised hill where they can actually get that shot down sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I like it. Very good. Well, that's all that I have, ladies. So any closing thoughts, suggestions that you'd like to finish off with?
2: I would just say Glitter cannons. Don't underestimate a glitter cannon. (laughs) Are you going to have glitter cannons? (laughs) I'm not allowed. Oh,
0: boo. But I
2: am having shots in my ceremony. So you can have shots in your ceremony. (laughs) Yeah. Because we're the kind of couple where we make like people do tequila shots, whether they want or don't want them. So (laughs)
0: Time for your wedding yeah bad luck <laughs> can't do tequila or oh, I'd be so unhappy if I was one of your guests I'd be like no Prue anything but tequila <laughs> and that's kind of why we love it because like yeah. either <laughs> repulses people or they're like yes party yeah. starter mm-hmm. it's a love hate thing isn't it um no
1: I'm probably just gonna say yeah I think what Prue and I have talked about before too is just remember that this is you know, the ceremony is what kind of kickstarts everything. It's the most important part of the day. And the more you personalise it and the more you make it authentically you, um, you know, the more fun you're going to have, you know, the more real it's going to be, the more engaged everyone's going to be. You know, let your walls down, let your celebrant win um, and create some ceremony magic. Don't be afraid to have some fun with it. Take risks.
0: Yeah. I think they're the, probably the two biggest points for me is getting everybody engaged and involved makes it more enjoyable for you as the couple as well, as opposed to knowing that your guests are tuning out and glazing over and ready to go to the bar. And I also think that couples who have been worried about that and have therefore cut everything out of their ceremony have possibly regretted it later when they've realised how creative and, and awesome it can be. So yeah, I think don't be scared to talk through these options and, and make the ceremony a, a big part of the day. And yeah, just get involved in the process, give your celebrant everything that you can tell them, tell them all about all your crazy family members and your friends, because we've all got them. We've all got crazy family <laughs> members and friends. <laughs> There's no judgment. <laughs> yeah. But yeah the, the more you participate in the process, the, the better a ceremony we can provide for you. That's true to you. Yeah, I always say like my ceremony is only as
2: good as the information I'm given. If you give me crap, I'll either make something
0: up or you'll get crap. (laughs) And I get they've got heaps on their plates. Like planning a wedding is not a small task. There's a lot on your plate and it can be really stressful and overwhelming. So you just think to yourself, well, if that's one less thing I have to do, one less process I have to participate in, that would make me less stressed, but ultimately it will pay off if you do participate in the process, if you do help us out, meet up, yeah, Zoom calls. And there's no
2: need for it to be last minute, you know, like your ceremony doesn't necessarily have to, or, or the information you provide, even your vows, don't have to be done like the week before your wedding. You know, you could write your vows 12 months out and hope, like hopefully these don't change, you know, but they they kind of shouldn't change too much
0: so
1: one and then you can yeah concentrate on the other stuff and
0: yeah well we are usually one of the first suppliers or vendors that couples book because you kind of need us to get legally married um so it's usually at least a year out from the wedding date so yeah make the most of that time do a little bit every couple of weeks or yeah whatever it takes yeah Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me tonight, ladies. I really appreciate it. This was so much fun. I had a ball. I should ask you both um, couples who may be interested in getting to know you guys a bit more and possibly booking you for their weddings. How can they find you? Let's go with Prue first. Sorry. I've made you the first one for all of these. Sorry. (laughs) It's all right. Um,
2: You can find me on Instagram at PT Celebrant, on Facebook at PT Celebrant or my website, ptcelebrant.com.au. Nice and easy. easy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And for you, Ebony?
1: I'm the same. I'm Facebook, Instagram and website Ebony Carver Celebrant. So you can find me on all of those. I'll message back, call me, find my number, send me an email.
0: All right, ladies. Well, I won't keep you for too much longer. So thank you again so much for joining me. Stay safe and take care. Thank you
1: so much.
0: Thank you. We'll speak soon. As always, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Effortless Weddings podcast. Give the Instagram at Effortless Weddings a follow. This is where I promote upcoming episodes and also ask you for your feedback on who you want to hear from what information you need to know and what areas you might need a hand with. If you happen to have some positive things to say and might like to help encourage others to join the tribe, give us a little review on your preferred podcast streaming service. And to keep hearing more great wedding advice from some of the best the industry has to offer, hit subscribe and get notified each week as new episodes drop. Once again, my name is Heidi and if you have any questions, ideas for an episode or even want to share your wedding planning stories, feel free to contact me. All of my links and information will be listed in the episode description. Thanks again for listening. Keep doing happy dances and remember that life is always better when sprinkled with
1: cheesy love stuff.